and welcome to the podcast Fully Expressed with John Denbeck. This is where we discuss how Christian professionals can approach work as an act of worship. Hey guys, welcome to Fully Express. It's the uh, Ministry of Seeds to Life, and I'm excited about our podcast today. And and if you've been following along, you know we're just starting into the interview process. And, and I'm so excited today because we have on the uh, on the uh, the podcast, and I'll introduce him in just a moment, is uh, Dr. Ed Kendrick, Reverend Dr. Ed Kendrick, um, who at, who is the uh, the pastor of Heartland Church in Winter Haven, Florida. And um, and and in addition to being all that he is. We'll, we'll ask him a little bit about who he is and what he does, but he was a great inspiration to me in launching Seeds to Life. We were in Winter Haven together for a season, and Pastor Ed and I became friends, and he's been a mentor to me, and uh, and just seeing who he is and what he does has been an inspiration to me. I was one of the first students to go through his coaching school, and so I'm. A, he's just been a great friend and a, and a mentor and a sounding board, and I'm excited for you guys on this podcast to get to meet a lot of people in Winter Haven already know if you're listening you you already know some of the things about Pastor Ed that we're going to cover but uh, I'm just blessed to introduce him to the rest of the audience and uh, to to welcome him to this podcast so uh, welcome uh, Reverend Dr. Uh, Ed Kendrick <laughs> welcome Ed Hey, thanks. Thank you for having me on here, John. I'm excited about this. I'm looking forward to a good time. And uh, and you usually say, "I just go by Ed," right? I mean, it's yes, a, yes. <laughs> Reverend Doctor doesn't. You don't wear that all the time. No, no, it, it's just fine. All right. Well, Ed, tell us. Uh, I mean, tell us a little bit about your about your family. Tell us. Tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, where you live and all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm, I'm living in, uh, I live in, I've lived here my entire life in Central Florida. I live in Winter Haven, Florida, right in the center of the state of Florida. And uh, I'm married to Nancy, my bride. We remarried uh, November 42 years. And uh, we have, yeah, a long time. We have uh, <laughs> one, one child, a daughter, and we have two grandchildren. And um, we've been here, uh, like I said, all of our lives. We, um, um, I've, Started out uh, years ago, um, in, uh, got out of high school, went to college, went into the service, um, you know, then got into the banking industry and uh, did that for a long time. And then God called us into vocational ministry a number of years later. And yeah. um, so I'm a pastor now. So here in, in a local <laughs> well, I, I'd like to, I mean, you know, in our audience, you know, and, and fully expressed, as you know, is about, you know, God's expressing who God's created you to be. And I know that mm-hmm. part, and we'll get into your, your coaching and, and you always talk about, you know, becoming the best, best version of yourself that God would have you to be. Right. Um, but I, but I wanted to kind of dig into that a little bit. You know, we, 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 we kind of went back at, that, at a very brisk speed. You were in banking and now you're in ministry. Well, tell me a, yeah. a little bit or tell our audience a little bit about that stirring. I mean, you were, you were doing great, had a great career from what I understand. And then there was this stirring in you could just uh, expound upon that a little bit. Well, yeah, you know, I, um, I started um, in banking and uh, worked there for about 20 years. And uh, in addition to that, um, I've always been kind of an entrepreneur kind of a guy. And I had a couple of other little, a little real estate development business. I had a, a business that installed uh, mini blinds and vertical blinds. Uh, you know, I had a mortgage company one time, uh, in addition to, you know, working at, at the bank and all that stuff was going on. I was also the mayor of the community that I lived <laughs> in and served on the city commission. And so I was real involved in all, all kinds of things. And, um, 
just uh, was a Christian and, um, you know, involved in my church, um, taught Sunday school. Uh, our church had deacons. I was, and it was a deacon led church. Um, and I was uh, elected a deacon and then on numerous committees in the church and taught Sunday school and, you know, just, um, uh, just living. A, I was a Christian guy, uh, you know, living my life, uh, uh, working and doing all the different things that I did. And in addition to that, working in our church. And, and through that, uh, you know, just through my involvement in church, um, just begin to sense um, it's, it's really almost difficult to describe, but just begin to sense um, a, a different kind of a call on my life. And, uh, and, it, and really, it, there was a sort of a defining moment. Uh, I went to uh, back in the day when Promise Keepers was a really big thing for guys, you know. And yeah, yeah. I, went to a, I went to a Promise Keepers um, uh, deal over in Tampa, Florida, at Tampa Stadium, and um, went into a tent with a friend of mine, and we picked up a, a study to take back to our church, and it was called um, Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. And uh, we picked that up and took it back, and, and uh, we were both involved in the church. And so we went back, and we had this discipleship training on um, Sunday evenings. And uh, we asked if we could share that, and we did. And it was through Experiencing God that I experienced God in a different way. I didn't expect that picking up that book that day was going to change my life. But through working through that and taking an honest look at myself and just praying through it and working through it, God began to sort of stir some things inside of me and just started drawing me in a different way to himself. And it, I, I remember some place, some point in that study where I'm in this group of guys that I've known for years, you know, in the community that I live in. And I remember making this statement. <clears throat> I said, it wouldn't surprise me if a year from now, uh, I was attending seminary somewhere. Wow. And that was just like out of the <laughs> wild blue. And I didn't even know where it came from. And then from that point forward, j just a series of events and God just started opening doors and and just different things happen um and to confirm uh, you know what was taking place and now in retrospect it's easy to look back and to see how he was really working at the time i was just confused dazed and confused i think is probably a better better <laughs> phrase but i was scared i didn't know what was going on i had a great career uh i was a senior vice president of a bank i was the mayor of my town um you know i had a good income a beautiful new home um, and all of a sudden, God starts doing this thing and uh, just calling me in a different direction. Um, my, my wife was not real happy about the new direction. She was scared. <laughs> she was scared to death. And uh, but um, even through all of that, he worked out those things in her heart and uh, in mine. And we had one, of course, one child. And, um, and lo and behold, um, about a year after or so after that um, statement I made in that study, uh, I got accepted to seminary and uh, we uh, put our, this is an interesting, quick, interesting little story. Uh, another confirmation. We had just built uh, a, a beautiful new home and it was sort of our dream home. And uh, we were in a small community and uh, we were in the best neighborhood in the community. And uh, there were you, the, my neighbors were the, the local town doctor, the dentist, uh, the car dealership owner. It was a nice neighborhood. 
and but there were not many people that moved into the community that could afford those homes and so there were three homes in our community that had been for sale for about three years and no bikes and uh when god called me and we decided to do what we were going to do we put a for sale sign in our yard and within three weeks we had sold our house for exactly what we were asking <laughs> for i came back from seminary three years later those same houses were still for sale oh my gosh uh, oh my so goodness. it was one of those really cool things yeah. that god did yeah. just to say i'm in charge of all this you know i'll take care of it for you so yeah it's great you know it's the uh <clears throat> it's just amazing to me in hearing your story and, and um, talk to you about that but before but experiencing god same thing that that for me and you know i was a, in, in business and just you know doing my thing came to know the lord went through that study and you know the, and and for those that have never been through that study that are listening I still highly recommend it's been out there for over 20 years uh but in terms of hearing god's voice knowing what he's doing around you and stepping into that that uh, that was the same for me of just sitting there with my wife and when god whispered i want i'm calling you to minister i said oh no yeah. <laughs> but then and then, as, yeah. then as we all know uh god's is going to have his way right and uh right. exactly and what a right. great joy and i know that's been a, a great joy for for you and and speaking of that so i know that uh you know, some other time we can talk about those years of going through seminary and just the, the luxurious lifestyle you had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the same as where you were. But uh, tell us a little about what you're doing now. You, you came back and you started uh, Heartland Church in Winter Haven, Florida. Yeah. And to just tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, we came back uh, home. We didn't expect, you know, we were in seminary. I didn't know where God was going to lead us or call us. And just through a series of events, we we literally ended up back in our hometown. And it was not planned. It was one day I uh, was in the student center of the seminary. Uh, there was a group of people there from the Florida Baptist Convention. We're, we're a Southern Baptist church. And it was a Florida Baptist Convention. And they were there recruiting church planters. And I walked by and said hello and, and just to say, how are things at home, you know, in the Sunshine State? And uh, these guys <laughs> grabbed me and started talking to me. And the next thing I know, I was in a church planning uh, program. And, and then they, they showed me on a map places they wanted to put a new church. And lo and behold, there, was a couple, there were a couple of stars uh, on that map right where I lived. And <laughs> so I felt like, well, you know, if I go back there, uh, I can overcome a couple of hurdles that a lot of church planners have to overcome. I, I know the culture. I know the people. I'm one of those people. So I don't have to, uh, you know, you know, I, I always tell people I am a redneck from Central Florida. So <laughs> I, I'm one of these guys. So, you know, I came back to Central Florida and, uh, and came right back to my hometown, literally the town that I graduated from high school from. And we started Heartland in 2002 with 14 people. And now the church, you know, uh, we've, we've been around since 2002. The church now, um, you know, has uh, probably about, I would say probably about 3,000 people that call it home. And uh, probably in, in, in a, in a week, town of, yeah. and in Winter Haven, Florida, for those who don't know it, is a town of like 50,000, right? I mean, you have a, yeah, yeah. a large church in a small town. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good size church. Now, when I say there's 3,000 people that call it home, you know, probably weekend attendance, 1,400, uh, 1,500 people. Yeah, on a weekend pre-COVID, uh, yeah. you know, it's, things are a little different now, but, uh, yeah. but still things are going well, uh, you know, but um, yeah, we, so we came back, we started the church and uh, God just blessed us, for, uh, you know, from the beginning, it's consistently, steadily grown 
and um, you know we've reached into the community and we've made an impact on the community and and some good things have happened. Yeah. So let me ask you this: so the you know you were in business and you and you had those multiple things going on. I still know you have multiple things going on. We'll get to that. You know, it's you know there's no moss grown under your feet there kind of yeah. thing. Uh, but uh, how do would you say that being in that business environment and and knowing the priorities of those folks has been an influence in your ministry well, i'm assuming it has but how has that been an influence in your ministry what are, what have you what things that you have there that you kind of uh, equip you for the ministry that you have well I, I think that i really believe that the life experience and the business experience uh are just uh, have been incredible assets uh, to me uh first of all starting a church uh, you know, be, having that entrepreneurial kind of a spirit and and starting some businesses prior to starting a church, I think it gave me a little bit of a heads up in just some of the things that I needed to do. I had to drive. I was a self-starter. I knew what it took, and I knew that you couldn't rest. You had to, you know, when I say you couldn't rest, you couldn't. You, you had to stay focused and keep moving forward day in and day out. I think I learned a lot of that from you know from my business experience, and then what I've experienced through the years is just having life experience uh, in dealing with people. Uh, oh, goodness gracious. I mean, yeah. uh, how many times have I had, you know, some business person sit down in my office and, you know, uh, they're, something's going wrong. You know, they had, there was a bad deal. Something fell through. There's, there's this problem. Somebody embezzled this or this isn't going right. Well, I was a banker for 20 years. Yeah. And, you know, I can sit down and talk to them about their balance sheet. I can sit down and talk to them about their cash flow or whatever. And not that that's the most important thing in ministry, but it sure makes a difference to some people. And, and, uh, and also, uh, being a little bit older, I was 43 years old when I went to seminary. I had a lot of life, and I've been married for a long time. And so, you know, just having marital experience, having life experience, uh, starting things, thing, everything I've done has not worked. So I've been <laughs> through failure, and I've been through successes. And, and so I think all of those things just add to uh, your ability to communicate with people and to talk to people, to empathize with people, um, you know, and, and, and speak into their lives. Yeah, and and I and I love that, and I, I I love that uh, you 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 know you, you came out of the business world, you had the life experience, but I also love that you know you weren't a uh, spring chicken, you know. I mean, yeah. so for those that are for those that are listening, and I, I I love that Norman Vincent Peale quote, right? To forget your age, go live your life. Right, right there you, go. you know, just day to day to to do that. So if you're if you are forty something and you're listening, you feel a call in your life, you know, take uh, take a encouragement from uh, Pastor Ed, and uh, you know, pursue that. Well, I, and speaking of pursuing things, I, I know that you have. Uh, when we met, you were going back and you were getting your doctorate in ministry, and yep. uh, with a uh, with a coaching emphasis. And so, right. and I, and that's kind of was a, a, a lot of the inspiration for this podcast is, is my heart is, uh, I, it bothers me when I see people that are floundering, that are people not living up to their potential and, and particularly Christians that, uh, that just don't realize the joy of expressing who God's created them to be. But I want you to, I want you to describe that journey of, of coaching and what, what led you to uh, coaching and, and how you're seeing the fruit of that through your ministry now. Okay. Well, um, when I was in the doctoral program, I really didn't know exactly what I wanted to focus on. And, uh, you know, you, you get into the program and you start sort of figuring those things out. 
And uh, one day, and I, I don't remember the book, but we were reading a book. It was a discipleship book I was assigned to read. And I read this paragraph. And um, in the paragraph, it talked about coaching. It mentioned it. And, uh, and I really didn't know anything about, uh, about coaching. But I, but I knew I had decided that I, I knew what I wanted to focus on. And um, I was having an issue in my church. And the issue was that the church was growing rapidly at that time. We had, uh, I think at that time, four campuses. And um, we, we were in these rented facilities. Our students were meeting a couple miles away. Our administrative offices were on uh, another side of town. We, we, we jokingly would say our mantra was that we're a church scattered because uh, we were just every, we, we were just, you know, we, we were everywhere. And so as uh, I was trying to deal with all of that, I was becoming frustrated because I would only see my staff members um, uh, once a week for an hour or two in a staff meeting. And then I was disconnected and it felt disjointed. And then I, I felt like I was just losing this connection and I was trying to figure out a way to improve that. So in this doctor of ministry program, I took a ministry enhancement track and, and I, I took this coaching thing. And as I read about it, I thought, gosh, this would be a great tool to use to, to help me communicate more effectively with my staff. And uh, so when we do get together, you know, if I meet with them regularly, that we have more meaningful discussions and, um, you know, just there were just a lot of good things. And so that's what got me interested. So I started doing my doctorate, uh, doctoral project on that. And then as I did that, I went to, as part of my project, I got certified. I went to a couple of different coaching schools and I got certified in that. And then I went and I got certified as a, uh, you know, a, a human behavior specialist in the disc inventory thing. And uh, I, so I, I've done a few of those and I'm certified and, you know, as a EQ, uh, thing, um, you know, I can do the, the emotional quotient thing. I can do the disc inventory and then I, the coaching. And so then from all of that, using it in my own context, um, just, um, it sort of morphed uh, on its own into uh, someone coming to me and they thought they needed counseling, but they didn't, they really needed a coach. And I started coaching them. They told someone else. And then I got another telephone call and then uh, that person was tied into a seminary. And the next thing you know, the seminary counseling department starts sending me coaching clients and it just grew. And uh, so now I coach, uh, pastors mostly uh, all over the country at different times and i usually limit it to four or five people at a time just because i pastor a large church but um that's sort of how it how it started and and, and how it's blossomed and uh, and now uh, i have business people just i've gotten calls from business people and it's all been word of mouth and um but but i just enjoy it i love it i think it's an incredible tool it's so effective, and it's an underrated tool that more people need to to know about and understand. It can help yeah, we, them a lot. We kind of we kind of uh, passed by that uh, topic, you know, kind of kind of quickly. We passed by by the sign there, but just real briefly, Ed, what's the uh, what's the difference between counseling and coaching? I mean, what I mean, we how, how would you you know summarize that in you know yeah. in 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 a, in a small piece of time here? Um, what's the difference between counseling and coaching? Okay. Well, you know, counseling, there are different things that different ways people reach out for, for help. You know, people reach out for a counselor. Usually when there's a counselor, they have some sort of a problem that they're dealing with. And so they go to a, and, and maybe it's something in their past 
you know, maybe they're struggling through something and then, and they go to a counselor and the counselor provides them direction, tells them what to do, listens to their issues, and then provides them, this is what you need to do. This is the direction you need to take. This is how you make this better. Sort of similar with a consultant. You know, you pay a consultant to come in, evaluate what's going on. They tell you what to do. A mentor, a mentor comes along beside you and they use their own personal experiences and those kind of things. And they give you advice and tell you how you might use what they've gone through to better what you're doing. All of those things are directive. Coaching is different in that coaching is not directive. Coaching is based on uh, a methodology of asking questions and uh, allowing the person that is being coached to come to their own conclusions. So the coach basically guides the person uh, into deeper thought, really, you know, by asking uh, powerful questions and um, just and helps that person, you know, just that they ask questions, the person answers the questions. Those answers uh, by a trained, a trained coach will then come up with more questions to ask. And they help the person dig deep. And the person comes up with their own conclusion about how they need to approach their situation. So it comes from within them. So instead of you saying, this is what you need to do, they may buy into that or they may not buy into that. But if you, but if a person says, this is what I need to do, well, now that's a whole different, a whole different thing. And so that's what sort of the difference is that it's non-directive and it's moving you from where you are to where you would like to be through that process. That's that's awesome, and I, and I know that you've seen great fruit there, and uh, and I and I know that you and I both do that that coaching with the uh, with some different folks with a uh, just encouraging people really, and uh, and and just help them to to feel more alive, and I I say to fully express who God's created you to be, and so and you so you have the coaching, you have the church, and then you have and tell us a little bit about edkendrick.com. Well, you know, I started edkendrick.com just prior to this COVID thing, which has been, just to be perfectly honest, it's just been miserable um, because <laughs> it didn't, you know, I had all these great plans of the way, I, how I wanted this to work. And then COVID comes along and it just shapes things in a different way. So I've not really paid as much attention to that as I would like. Matter of fact, I just had a conversation this week uh, uh, with some folks uh, like Devin helps you. I know in your, your podcast and, yeah. and helps you with some things. Well, uh, I've got a couple guys that, that helped me out and I sat down with them and said, okay, guys, I've got to really get this cranked back up. But edkendrick.com is basically, um, it's a, you know, I've created a website where uh, I have a, um, I do a, a podcast um, and it's it's like a um, you know a, a, I guess what is it, a what do you call it, a video podcast yeah. and um, and also an audio podcast and then also um, do you know blog posts and then I do something every morning now which started at the beginning of this pandemic as kind of a joke uh, it was it was just a fluke uh, I started something called uh, a pandemic pause and uh, each morning I do a little devotion. And uh, one morning, I just thought I'd encourage everybody. And then I started getting all these emails. Could you do it one more morning? Well, now we're 130 mornings into this thing. <laughs> and uh, so the pandemic pauses, uh, the blog posts, uh, the uh, podcast, uh, and then also offering my coaching services and coach training on that site. So that's we're, we're, we're sort of relaunching that here in the next couple of weeks because it kind of got derailed a little bit by COVID. 
Yeah, yeah I, I know. I, I enjoy the pandemic pause. It's just a, a minute or two. It's really a real quick oh, thought and reflection. And uh, I know that that's been uh, helpful to me because I, I do I do one a little bit longer, just a couple minutes though, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, a couple times a week. And uh, and and you're right, folks. Just they, they just love that, you know. And yeah. they get to hear your personality through it. I I you know I do the written devotion, uh, but you know you can't. There's no tone, inflection, you know that kind of stuff. So you get a little personality through those. Yeah. Uh, videos and I sure enjoy sure enjoy yours the uh and that that's that's been a great uh, inspiration to me as well so um what would you uh what if what would if somebody wants to get a hold of you find out more information would you go to kendrick.com or is that the best way to get you sure uh you can actually people can email me at ed at edkendrick.com it's pretty simple okay and uh, just edit edkendrick.com or they can go to the website and there's a contact page you know, there that you can, you can go and, and contact me there as well if they're interested. And if they want more information about the church, what's the, what's the best way to get that? Well, they can go to heartchurch.org. Heartchurch. Okay. It's H-E-A-R-T church.org. Okay. And uh, check it out. So, Ed, just the, uh, kind of uh, any closing thoughts you might have for our audience about fully expressing who God's created them to be or pursuing their calling, just uh, kind of from your experience or just uh, any, any, just any closing nuggets or thoughts? Well, you know, I just think when it, it comes to pursuing your, your calling is it's just, um, you know, always as believers to always be in prayer about what God would have you do and where he would have you go. And, um, and, and then, you know, don't be afraid to step out. Uh, you mentioned that earlier when you, you were saying, you know, about my age, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter where you are in life. Um, I would have never dreamed in a million years that I would be a pastor one day. Um, I uh, had, you know, that never was an aspiration of mine. I was a banker. I was a business guy. And, uh, but God had other plans. And, uh, but I was listening. And, uh, and, and, and to tell you that it wasn't scary would not be true. Uh, to leave a career, to step away, to sell everything, to go to seminary and not know what all this was going to lead to. It's, it's, it, there's some you know, uncertainty, but there was trust, you know, and, and then just knowing that God's in control and just trust him and step out. And he, he, he's never let me down yet. And uh, he's given me the, this great opportunity to, um, I mean, just tell you, this is a whole lot more fun right now than banking. Okay, just want you to know. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but it's uh, not that that's, that's a noble profession, but, but this is a lot more fun. And, you, and to just know now, looking back, you know, I, there was so much uncertainty in the beginning. But now when I look back in retrospect and I see the lives that have been changed and, uh, and literally coming back to my community and to have a church our size, and to be able to impact the place that I grew up. I never dreamed this is the way I would impact it, but what a cool thing. That's awesome. But I mean, you know, and you and I both know that not everybody is called vocational ministry, right? right. I mean, so that's that's not the ultimate goal. I mean, sometimes we no. can think that, but uh, there, there's a lot of folks out there that are called to banking. And uh, right. what would your what would your encouragement be to somebody who feels the uh, a call to a profession? I mean, what would you, as yeah. a Christian, what would your encouragement be to them? Well, I would say to be the best version of yourself that God has created you to be right where you're planted. And, uh, you know, wherever that is, just be your best, you know, you know, live out your Christianity, um, you know, um, and, uh, you know, be the kind of person that, that God wants you to be and that he's created you to be what, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. You know, the scriptures tell us that wherever we're working, that we're not 
as believers, we're not working for ourselves. We're working for God. And so wherever you go, you do your best and, uh, and you just, um, you know, stay in prayer, stay in the word, um, and just, uh, you know, stay in tune with your heavenly father. Just let him lead you and not, don't be afraid to do whatever he's asked you to do. I've seen people that have had, I've got a friend. Uh, I was just on the phone with him prior to our being together on here together today. And, uh, that guy is, uh, is a business owner. He's a successful business owner. And that guy has had some of the greatest impact on the kingdom in his life of anybody that I know. He is, he has led more people to the Lord. He has helped more people just by being a Christian businessman uh, and, and just um, being focused and uh, in, keeping his eye on the Lord as he manages and works through his business endeavors. Uh, been incredible. I think that's what you do. Just, just keep your eye on the prize and, and, and do a great job wherever you are. That's that's a great word, Pastor Ed. And I like to encourage our audience, you know, as Pastor Ed says, just nearly every, I think every day on your pandemic pause to help you become the best version of you that God's created you to be. And uh, I would just encourage you to, you know, have a moment of reflection and say, is that me? Or have I begun to settle for something less than that? Have I, and if I settle because I'm afraid, if I settle because I, I just don't want to put in the effort, I would encourage you to take a moment and take a good word from our friend, Pastor Ed, and say, "Is that is, am I being the best version of me that God's created me to be? Thanks for joining us, and thanks, for, uh, Pastor Ed. We'll have to have you come back sometime in the future. And uh, pray that uh, the Lord is with you, goes before you, Pastor Ed, and uh, prospers you in all that you do. God bless well, you guys. You. Thanks for joining us this day. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast, Fully Expressed with John Denbeck. If you'd like to receive John's weekly devotional, go to seeds2life.org. That's seeds2life.org.